You're listening to Daily Notes, presented by Home Sideways. On this episode of Daily Notes, we travel back to 1987 and talk about two films celebrating a 35th anniversary. We're going to have the time of our lives while we get to the chopper. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I drink your milkshake. If you only knew the power of the dark side. You have my curiosity. Now you have my attention. This is how I win. Shall we begin? Hey everybody, welcome back to the Almost Sideways Movie Podcast. My name is Adam and these are my daily notes where I have fun conversation about films. Today we are journeying back 35 years, talking about two films celebrating that 35th anniversary, and that is Dirty Dancing and Predator. I'm really excited for this episode. I hadn't seen Dirty Dancing up until this episode, and I've seen Predator a couple times now. And I wanted to talk about Predator, it's a good anniversary movie to do, uh, actually to talk about. And also the... Uh, Prey movie just came out on Hulu, so it's kind of a perfect uh, storm to uh, talk about that film. But the first film that we will be talking about today is Dirty Dancing, the first time watch of the episode. And I'm excited to talk about this film. I, I This is an iconic piece of cinema uh, with an Oscar-winning song for Best Original Song here. And a film that has been replicated in some uh, some senses. I know there's an cr- awesome sequence in Crazy Stupid Love with Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell. Where Ryan Gosling uh, uses the dirty dancing dance move uh, on Emma Stone. And it's it's great. It's a great little scene in that film. And so it's kind of like an iconic film from the 80s that I hadn't seen yet. And one that I knew I wanted to do. So when 87 came up and Dirty Dancing was the... Uh, spin of the wheel I was like I'm pretty excited for this film and overall I had a really fun time so without further ado let's talk about Dirty Dancing from 1987 Best Wrong Pictures presents Dirty Dancing she thought it would be just another summer vacation who's that oh them they're the dance people but it turns out to be the time of her life what's me now I can't even do the merengue teaches her what she can do. I'm not sure who you are, but I don't want you to have anything to do with those people again. Baby, I don't see you running up to daddy telling him I'm your guy. Well, with my father, it's complicated. I will tell him. I, I don't believe you, baby. She shows him all he can be. Gotta stop it now. I know what I'm doing, Penny. I'm scared of everything. Most of all, I'm scared of walking out of this room and never feeling the rest of my whole life the way I feel when I'm with you. What they learn from each other feels too good to be wrong. Dirty Dancing again came out in 1987 and it's PG-13 with an hour and 40 minute running time and it's directed by Emile... Ordolino, Ordolino, hopefully I said that correctly, and it stars Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Grey, Jerry Orbach, Cynthia Rhodes, Jack Weston, Jane Brucker, and there's also a young Wayne Knight shows up in this one, but pre-Seinfeld, so that's pretty awesome. 
Uh, I'm trying to think, trying to see. Oh, that. Mm, nope, no. Well, I, don't know, I guess there's a lot of other people too. I, I thought I recognized a face, but it's not who I was thinking of. Uh, Wayne Knight was fun to pick out um, of the crowd because it's definitely Wayne Knight's voice. But every time I it was like Seinfeld, Jerry. Uh, but anyway, uh, Dirty Dancing. Uh, this synopsis, if you haven't seen it for a long time, uh, spending the summer at a Catskills uh, resort with her family, Frances baby houseman falls in love with the camp dance instructor johnny castle now first off i gotta mention johnny castle as being like a superhero uh, fan that's the punisher right there uh so i was ready for patrick swayze to show up with his skull and crossbones t-shirt on never happened though so maybe it's in a world patrick swayze uh, becomes the Punisher. That'd be kind of interesting. But anyway, uh, Dirty Dancing. Uh, I knew Swayze, the Swayze and Jennifer Grey were in here. And I, so and that's another reason why I was really excited to see these two actors actors uh, in this film. And so I was pretty excited. Didn't really have any expectations. Obviously, the titles uh, risque and uh, with the Dirty Dancing. So, of course, I was expecting some of that in here. I didn't really get the uh, the character moments here and the, the kind of the heavy subject matter matter with like an abortion storyline in here, uh, really crazy. It kind of a, a story that is uh, still happening today with that same subject going on. But we're not going to talk go really heavily into that. Uh, one things I really liked about this is that Jennifer Grey is definitely a star, and you can see that she carries this movie, and it's one of the people that I, I've always been fascinated when she shows up on uh, on camera, uh, especially with movies like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where she plays uh, Ferris's sister, uh, Dirty Dancing. She's also in Red Dawn. I really love her in Red Dawn. It's another Swayze film with Charlie Sheen. I'm trying to go back into that time frame real quick. Just looking at her IMDb page. Um, I'm trying to think what other movies I have seen of hers. Obviously, Ferris Bueller's Day Off was her first film in '86, the year before. Actually, no, take that back. Reckless and Red Dawn from '84 came out first. So she, her first films came out in 1984. Red Dawn. I actually owned that on VHS, and I'll have to do a rewatch on that one. That probably a couple years when I do the podcast, I have to do a Red Dawn episode. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off again came out in '86, and then uh, Dirty Dancing '87. Trying to see Ferris Bueller. Yeah, I already said that. Adam, keep moving on. Um, the Cotton Club, which I believe Todd did a review on with a Nicholas the Cager as well. I'm trying to think. Whatever the movie is, Wind with she played in 1992. Never seen that movie. Lovers Not. There's a lot. Obviously, I've only seen like two movies of hers, three movies of hers. Uh, so not a whole lot of. I know she kind of, kind of not really faded into obscurity, but didn't do a whole lot um, of acting. I know her. An untitled Dirty Dancing project for 2024. That's what is on her IMDb page. Interesting. That's going to be interesting. Uh, she's been 47 films, TV shows, or 47 credits here. Uh, so not really an actress that's done a whole lot, but her works have been iconic, especially with Dirty Dancing and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. She's always been one of those actresses that when I see her, it's like in those two movies, I just I that's all I want to watch is the movies with her. I think she's such a captivating actress, and I wish she would have done a lot more mainstream stuff. But Patrick Swayze, uh, what a stud in this film too. He uh, definitely uh, pulls you in, and you are just glued to the screen when he walks in. He walks in this role as Johnny Castle with so much charisma and poise that it is a really 
awesome to see, and especially young Patrick Swayze, like in that prime era of his his acting career. Uh, I'm going back at this guy's filmography. He's been in 52 movies, so not as just a little bit more than Jennifer Grey. 52 movies with TV shows, I guess, included in that. His first movie came out in '79 was Skate Town USA, which I don't know if I've never. It's really fun to go back and look, relook at these things because I've never actually seen or heard of it, most of these movies. But uh, we obviously got Red Dawn that I've seen, Dirty Dancing now. Uh, let's see here, Ghost, which is another good movie from 1990. Then Point Break in 1991, which is an awesome movie. Uh, we get, see here, Tall Tale, where he played Pecos Bill. That was a Disney Channel movie. I, that was a really fun one from 95. Um, you got Donnie Darko, which is really good, 2001. I wish I would have realized that. I should have done a rewatch episode for that episode. But anyway, uh, Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. Interesting. He plays dance class instructor in that movie. Uh, the, the infamous Dirty Dancing sequel. 2004 uh yeah fox and the hound 2 how can we forget about this awesome patrick swayze work uh yeah so he kind of faded off into obscurity as well unfortunately he has passed away so r.i.p to the swayze uh but anyway uh awesome actor really talented especially in this movie this is one of the movies when i think of patrick swayze now i'm going to be thinking of uh, dirty dancing previously was kind of like ghost was his standout movie for me but Dirty Dancing just really took it here uh, but what I really liked about it not just I'm just gushing about these two actors here because they're, they're the leading performances but I think they really do have a great chemistry together and speaking of the chemistry those dance the dance sequences here are really shot well so I think those are some of the best dancing movies scenes that I've seen in a very long time I'm not really a huge da um, into the dancing genre like bring it on or step up or anything like that but dirty dancing had something here I was really just glued to the the screen as I was watching it I thought it was really played really solid paced really well and I think I, a lot of that has to do with Emil Ordolino uh and I, never, I don't know recall I've ever seen any of his movies I'm seeing now Sister Act from 1992 which was one of the movies that I've had down on my my first time watch episodes I'm not sure that's going to be a great like first like an episode of daily notes to do uh, but he's only this this um emil or delino has only done 15 directing credits and it looks like his very first movie was dirty dancing so that's it's really fascinating that was awesome to see that his very well he's done some tv movies i guess but first like in the theaters movie dirty dancing pretty solid first um entrance and then he did chances are three men and a little lady from 1990 which is a a sequel to three men and a baby which came out 1990 1987 rather and uh he did sister act and the nutcracker from 1993 i think i've seen the nutcracker i'm not uh maybe not this version this is the macaulay culkin version Wait, not Macaulay Culkin. I don't know what I was thinking. This look the the first photo looks like Macaulay Culkin. Anyway, uh, really, uh, but anyway, so I haven't really seen much of his movies either. Sister Act is the one that probably people ever have heard of. Interesting that he did do a sequel of Three Men and a Baby. There, 
But anyway, uh, Dirty Dancing um, has a really good ensemble cast is another thing I really liked about it. And uh, having so going some darker storylines than you're, I would ex I was suspecting in a dancing movie like this. Because there's a whole story where Jennifer Grey has to ask her dad, who's a doctor, for money for this uh, appointment. And that's why she, Jennifer Grey is filling in with Patrick Swayze's character at this performance because... Uh, I guess a, a friend, mutual friend, uh, has this uh, has a, an appointment that has expecting a baby, but gets into this abortion storyline here, and they never say that word, but it's implied what happens, what goes wrong, and it's just really interesting that the, it goes there. It, it takes a really dark turn in a very otherwise kind of happy summer romance type of movie. Uh, give the movie some props for that, because that's something I would never, I never hear associated with this movie. I never hear that kind of topic brought up. But gotta say, I, I kind of liked the kind of balls that this movie did have for that. Uh, Dirty Dancing was a solid film. Uh, it does make my top ten of 1987. Before I reveal that, let's talk about some other little stuff here. A uh, little trivia here it says Patrick Swayze had to convince Jennifer Grey to be in this film because she disliked him so much while filming Red Dawn very interesting trivia right there I, I did not know that uh, really cool I just see that uh, anyways I always go here and look at the release date it came out on August 21st 1987 so I watched this August 25th of 2022 so pretty close to the anniversary coincidentally enough uh, also had like i said uh, the budget for this movie was about six million dollars and it had an opening weekend of almost four million so a little bit less but the overall gross for us oh, for the worldwide gross is the key uh, point here 214 million dollars plus uh, really, it made a lot of money. I know this just came out in theaters again for the anniversary. I should have watched it on the big screen. That would be kind of a treat to there. Uh, but anyway, let's go over to this last little bit here, and that is the the awards uh, praise that this did win or this did have. Uh, it was nominated for one Academy Academy Award, and it won it for best music original song for uh, I've had the time of my life song the iconic song the iconic ending number that does that amazing dance move too so really awesome uh, final like scene too so and really plays well so i'm glad that it got some kind of nomination here i'm trying to look at best foreign feature for the norway academy awards I'm trying to see if any of the acting we got a film independent awards for best first feature for director Emilio Ordelino would and he actually won this he won the best first feature award for Dirty Dancing very interesting for the independent spirit awards in uh, 1988 actually really cool Golden Globes it best it won best original uh, song for the motion picture and it was nominated for best motion picture comedy musical best performance by an actress in a motion picture comedy or musical and best performance by an actor in a comedy or musical. So it didn't win any of those last three, but it did win that song. So it looks like the song was kind of a shoe-in for that Oscar. Uh, very awesome stuff there. Uh, so my last little thing I want to do is reveal where it falls in my top 10 of 1987. All right, so my 1987 top 10 has changed quite a bit this year. Currently, uh, getting this because Dirty Density does follow my top 10. And, and this is a three-star film, by the way. I just want to say that. I didn't say my rating before, but it is a three-star movie for me. Uh, but it just knocks out for 
Dirty Dancing coming in my top 10. It does knock out Adventures in Babysitting, which was holding strong there for a while. But currently, number 10 is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Number 9 is Three Men and a Baby. Number 8 is Dirty Dancing. 7 is Robocop. 6, The Princess Bride. 5 is Predator. Spoiler alert for that movie. 4, Lethal Weapon. 3, Good Morning Vietnam. 2, Full Metal Jacket. And number 1, Wall Street, which I was did reveal it at the beginning of the year when I review, uh, reviewed Wall Street for, the, for my first time watch. So, uh, 1987, really good year here. Uh, really liked it. Uh, Dirty Dancing. So go check it out if you haven't. I rented this on Amazon and it was only, only $1.99 rental. So pretty cheap. Go check it out. Anyway, let's go on to Predator. We are a rescue team. Not assassins. Now. What do we got to do? In a part of the world where there are no rules. We pick up their trailer, the chopper, run them down, grab those hostages before anybody knows we were there. What do you mean we? Deep in the jungle, where nothing that lives is safe. You lose it here. You're in a world of hurt. Showtime, kid. Knock, knock. An elite rescue squad. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> is being led by the ultimate warrior. We need the best. That's why you're here. But now... What's got Billy so spooked? There's something out there waiting for us. And it ain't no man. They're up against the ultimate enemy. Holy mother of God. Nothing like it has ever been on Earth before. She says the jungle just came alive and took him. We cannot see it. <laughs> blood no bodies we hit nothing but it sees the heat of our bodies and the heat of our fear whatever it is out there it killed Hopper, and now it wants us it kills for pleasure ah! he was skinned alive it hunts for sport he's killing us one at a time we're all gonna die but this time it's picked the wrong man to hunt if it bleeds kill it Predator is directed by John McTierian and stars Arnold Schwarzenegger Carl Weathers uh, Keith Peter Hall as the Predator uh, Bill Duke Jesse Ventura Sonny Latham Richie Chavez and Alpita Carlillo, uh, and really gotta say that this movie gets better and better every single time I've watched. I didn't grow up watching Predator uh, as a kid. I remember watching it, I think, a couple times rather. But we actually watched this, I think, for the in its entirety for the first time last year. I would I would imagine. I think I, I remember seeing bits and pieces here. At least I know I've seen the snippets from Arnold Schwarzenegger's like. It's ad-libs, it's like, get to the chopper, and all that, that that kind of stuff. My wife actually didn't remember watching this as we were uh, watching this again, uh, but we are just blown away by how awesome this film is. We really love the movie Prey, so watching Predator here, it's uh, pretty damn fantastic. A big fan of Predator. Uh, definitely looking forward to rewatching the series and this franchise over the next couple weeks, months. Who knows how long it's going to take? But anyway, uh, so if you haven't seen Predator in a long time, <clears throat> a team of commandos on a mission in Central America, Central American jungle, find themselves hunted by an 
extraterrestrial warrior. Uh, really uh, kind of a unique premise because the whole time it's a basically a cat and mouse game between Dutch Arnold Schwarzenegger's group of people in this creature that's hunting them, which we know is the Predator. As I'm, as we're watching this, and the layers are so slowly unfolded, and you're going to introduce all these different characters, like Dutch, like Duke, like um, Anna and Mac and Blaine and uh, Billy and Poncho and Hawkins. Uh, you kind of have everyone play out kind of in a good way. You get a good sense of who these people are in it and why they are so vital to their team. And as they're slowly getting picked off one by one, the suspense builds, like, what's going to happen to this final showdown? And when Dutch and the Predator go toe-to-toe, it's the biggest testosterone battle you've probably ever seen. Uh, a movie filled with t- testosterone anyway. Uh, but Predator, man, it's 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 a damn good film. And i got to say that I really had a lot of fun with this. Uh, things, things I really liked about this, I think this is some of Arnold Schwarzenegger's best acting. Like, this is the... He's amazing in Terminator and Terminator 2 Judgment Day. But if you're talking about an emotional like chops that this guy has, you could definitely see where Dutch is probably uh, kind of an underrated character in his filmography. Uh, he's not known for being giving like the greatest dramatic turns, even though he has done it in like movies like Maggie, which I find is really good. Uh, but Arnold Schwarzenegger does have those those times. He's not just a one-line pony. Uh, he does have some good turns here. And I think Dutch is just a fantastic character. And Schwarzenegger does a really good job. Of course, he does get the Schwarzeneggerisms in there because he has to have that one that the mano a mano fight with the Predator at the final in the ending here. But he doesn't rely on all that machismo the whole entire film. He's a man's man type of thing. Uh, big muscles, bulgy muscles in the film, especially when he's... Uh, shakes uh carl weathers's hand at the very beginning of the movie dylan and uh dylan you son of a bitch i love that line uh but it's just great uh, i also just like the camaraderie camaraderie between all the different uh members of the team i like how no one really can stand hawkins because his lame jokes I won't say those jokes here because i don't think they're podcast appropriate but I like how they they just basically shut him down. Uh, some of my favorite characters in this show, especially after this rewatch, I really liked Bill Duke's Mac character, especially when he loses uh, Blaine as his good friend, and he kind of goes off the deep end where he can actually he goes kind of like psychotic uh, and has a mental break there, going after the Predator. I really like Bill Duke here and his his kind of his story arc here. I also really liked Billy as uh, Sonny Late Landham's performance here. I liked Billy's character even when I first watched him in the film. Uh, just really good, solid performance. I wish we would have seen more of Billy's character uh, but we, you know, I enjoyed the, the stuff that we did see from him. The things I didn't really, one thing I guess Poncho, I don't find him really great or Hawkins either but uh, Shane Black did come back for that Predator movie, and we'll talk about that at some point, probably next year's podcast. I have that slated as a headline episode. But anyway, uh, some really cool action sequences here. I think the music's uh, really underrated here. Uh, I'm trying to, f- yeah, really, music's really underrated, and I think that is just uh, kind of kind of plays into like this kind of '80s uh, action thriller. It kind of plays like a horror movie because of the cat and mouse nature of the, the Predator. Uh, let's see here. The <clears throat> uh, let's see here. Let's go down to when it came out. Uh, it came out June twelfth, nineteen eighty seven, in the 
box office budget of this movie. The budget for the film was only $15 million, so it's not a whole lot of money for this kind of action film. Opening weekend, it made a little over $12 million with a, a gross worldwide of $98 million over that. So not as much money as I thought it was going to make. I guess this is 87 so it's not like people were flo- they were flocking out to the theater, but the ticket prices were a lot cheaper. So it would be interesting to see what this inflation would look like with uh, for... It would be interesting to see what the inflation um, costs would be for the um, this movie here, because I think that would be extremely a lot higher now. I, I do see on IMDb here that it did get nominated for one Oscar. We're going to scroll up here and click on that and see what did we get an Oscar nom for here? Uh, an Oscar nominee did not win, but it got Best Effects nomination. Uh, I, I, I agree that that was a really good nomination here. Really curious to see who else got nominated. For that, uh, those awards here. Let's take a look. Uh, best visual effects only had two films: Inner Space and Predator. Inner Space did win. I, I don't know if I, I've ever seen Inner Space. It's a Martin Short film. It looks like uh, Dennis Quaid, Martin Short, Meg Ryan, uh, Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, I've never seen this film. At a test pilot is miniaturized in a secret experiment and accidentally injected into a hapless store clerk. Oh, okay, I've heard of this movie. Okay, I know this movie. I've never seen it, but I have heard of Inner Space. Um, that that sounds interesting. Maybe I, should, I probably should watch this. Maybe. Um, anyway, uh, but overall, closing thoughts on the Predator uh, or Predator. Uh, really dang good action movie that can be watched for years to come. I definitely think this movie gets better with age. Uh, don't really have any glaring issues. Some of the effects of the Predator, because he uses that camouflage, it kind of is glaringly at times dated because it came out in 87, so the effects are not as crisp as they are today. That's uh, minor flaw there. But I think the action is really good. It's really paced well. Characters are fleshed out. Even if you like them, I think they're made to be that way. Uh, really liked Bill Duke in this this go around here as well as the character of Billy. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a, a star, and uh, definitely see why he is one of the biggest action stars of all time. Really loved Predator, and I liked how this one did get some extra films and extra love. So Predator Two, we'll watch. I don't think I've ever seen Predator Two. I've seen the AVP and AVP Two, and then the Predator. I haven't seen the the, the Predator from 2018, but Predators and Prey, of course. So looking forward to we. My wife and I will be watching this series. I may have to do a recap at some point, possibly. We'll, we'll see. Just follow me on Letterboxd, Adam, uh, Adam Daily Life. Uh, uh, they, you can see my ring reviews of the Predator movies. But Predator 87, really dang good movie. 3.5 stars out of 4 here. It's uh, a classic 80s movie that you definitely have to watch, especially giving it this anniversary watch of being 35 years old. It holds up, folks. So definitely go check it out. All right, well, that's my quick reviews of Dirty Dancing and Predator celebrating their 35th anniversaries. Really excited. Uh, this was a really fun episode. I really was not expecting to like Dirty Dancing as much as I did. And Predator is just a, an awesome classic film uh, that you know, we all should watch for many years to come. Uh, and, of course, this is the time normally I would say let's spin the wheel for our next year. However, I kind of want to be more structured going forward, and I kind of just I got I love planning stuff out. I don't I kind of the 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 
the planning, the spontaneous nature of the wheel uh, is kind of, for my psyche, is not the greatest. So I did do have an episode next week planned. It's from 1997 is the year. Cause I did spin the wheel and I came up with this random order here. So 1997 is the year that we will be having an episode for next week. And that is the, the two films are going to be Starship Troopers, which will be my, my, my revisit. And my first time watch will be Perfect Blue. I really good things about Perfect Blue. It's an anime movie. Really excited to watch that movie. And we might throw something else in there. Who knows? We'll, we will find out to be determined. But Starship Troopers, really looking forward to watching that one again. Because I, that's a classic movie I grew up on. So got to love it. Um, anyway, until next time, I will see you in the next episode. Have a great night. Now I had the time of my life. No, I never felt like this before. Yes, I swear, it's a truth, and I owe it all to you. Close eyes,